Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Most important thing, we make decisions about winning, about putting the best team on the ice. I think it's it goes beyond communication. It goes to a relationship. Here's drilled him with a right hand. They missed with a wild right. Lands a right to the shoulder. You know, it's up to us to uh, get the fans excited. This is Ryan Eugene Hopkins. This is Oscar Platbaum. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Shed. I thought our game was pretty good overall. Um, five on five, I think uh, tonight our specialty teams wasn't, uh, wasn't where it needed to be, and, and uh, tonight it cost us. Well, there you have it. There's Captain Connor McDavid on the loss to the Carolina Hurricanes last night at Rogers Place. 6-3, the final score there. 3-0 after the first 20 minutes. The Oilers mount a comeback, and then shortly thereafter, it was the local product. Jordan Martinook with the game-winning goal. A couple ugly ones uh, slipping past Miko Koskinen after that. One from center ice, as a matter of fact, for your 6-3 final. Are we trending in the wrong direction with this team? Well, we can open that up to you. The Good Chad listener, 780-496-0063 is our Ashley Fine Floors text line. Would love to hear what you thought of last night's game or maybe even this four-game homestand, which the Oilers finished 1-2-1. and one. This is Brendan Escott filling in for Bob Stoffer today. We'll hear from him in about uh, 10 minutes' time. Get Bob's thoughts on, uh, well... How, how do we define last night's game, really? It was a stinker, but the players didn't necessarily think that it was through and through. We'll get to some of those comments in our direct work where audio vault. Um, I don't know. It's tough for me to assess a game where you're down three goals after the first period. You battle back, and it just seemed like a lot of the bounces were not going their way. And that's not to make excuses but we'll delve a little bit deeper into that with Bob. Uh, thereafter, we've got Brian Lawton from the NHL Network coming up at 12.35. We'll get his thoughts on the Oilers, some of the other uh, news and headlines from the NHL. 105, David Staples from the Cult of Hockey. We'll go a little bit deeper into Oilers talk. And then 135, NHL insider John Shannon. It's day three of the Board of Governors meetings, uh, if I'm not mistaken there. And uh, we'll get a, a couple, couple of insights from John as to what might be uh, discussed there. 
This is all Oilers Now. It's brought to you by Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. Mentioned I do want your thoughts. You can uh, contribute on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. That's 780-496-0063. Enjoy the new smoke-friendly expansion, Embers, at the River Cree Resort and Casino. Excitement. Bet on it. 780-496-0063. As mentioned is also our new Ashley Fine Floors text line. Ashley Fine Floors has more for your floor. The Oilers are in the air uh, soon here. We are going to check in with Bob uh, probably on his way to the airport. They're on their way to Minnesota for a quick one-gamer, and then they're back in town on Saturday night for what many might consider to be the marquee matchup at Rogers Place this year. I know there's a lot of Leafs fans hiding in the Northern Alberta circuit. That's coming up on Saturday at Rogers Place. Let's hear how it sounded, though, as we dive into our Oilers Now Audio Vault, brought to you by Direct Workwear, where safety meets savings in Edmonton, Fort McMurray, and online at directworkwear.com. Oilers, Hurricanes, last night from Rogers Place. Here's Jack Michaels. The Oilers, the Hurricanes from Rogers Place. Next, Dougie Hamilton, who leads all National Hockey League defensemen with 45 goals since 2017. He's got it again. Slap pass, backdoor, one-timer score. Tara Vinen on a three-way passing play. Interior pass, Gardner. Shot, tipped, score. And Carolina's taking a 2-0 lead. Power play goal. Nito Niederreiter with a tip-in. Canes off the draw. Dezingle, wrist shot, score. And now it's 3-0, and it's not the same deficit. And unfortunately, we've seen this act before. This is almost a mirror image of what happened in here last year, Jack. Rogers plays against this team. Only difference is they've done it on special teams. Two for two on the power play. Caleb Jones, off-bound shot, tipped, rebound, score! Cassian! And the Oilers are on the board! Clefbaum gets it back from Drysaddle to McDavid. Back to Drysaddle, backdoor, tipped home! Nugent Hopkins, power play! David centering off the draw, tucked home, and this game is tied. Cassian with a pair tonight. McDavid has assisted on all three Edmonton goals. Here come the Canes into the zone. Svechnikov cuts behind the net, centers out of the reach of Edmonton. Shot Martinuk scores! Carolina regains the lead 4-3 as Martinuk, who's playing before some of his old Alberta friends, buries one off the rush. Cross ice, Svechnikov in front, and it ricochets in off Ajo, who did not mean to put it in the way he did. It went into his left skate, but he ends up somehow going skate, backhand, and in. But now off the draw, it's blasted home from center ice by Dougie Hamilton. At the red line, he whistles a slapper past Miko Koskinen. The way we got to 6-3 is about as odd as you'll ever see in a National Hockey League game. And that'll happen when a goal is surrendered on a shot from center ice. Uh, overall, I mean, the Oilers came in with an 8-4-3 and home record last night, fall to 8-5-3. Uh, the Hurricanes have kind of been a middling team this year. I mean, you look at their roster on paper, and I was pretty impressed. And certainly, if not now, in a, a year or two, with guys like Martin Nekas, Andrei Svetsnikov is the real deal. He's more than a point per game this year. I mean, this is a this is a good club, but 
so far to this point in the year they hadn't necessarily been. I just didn't think enough of the Oilers were going last night. Zach Cassian obviously in the point production really opened eyes, but he was he was taking little pokes at James Reimer. Those who watched the game will have seen the exchange that they had towards the end of it, but it was it was building before that. He seemed like he was dialed in in his second game back from a back issue, but uh, you know, and Connor McDavid with another three assists night, which also it it just seems kind of old hat for him because he did it rather quietly, in my opinion. And great setup on the goal for uh, for Ryan Nugent Hopkins. I think that one came from Leon Drysital. Drysital. He's in a bit of a slump. We'll talk more about that with uh, with David Staples. But I put the tweet out earlier this morning. Dreisaitl's last five-on-five goal came back on November 16th. Ryan Nugent Hopkins, November 14th. James Neal, November 8th. We're talking just about a month for guys that aren't supposed to be your supplementary scorers. They're supposed to be the guys. Power play functioning as highly as it is, of course, is a good thing. 32% entering last night. Uh... But how far does that carry a team is what we start to worry about now. At least I do. But it wasn't all doom and gloom. Dave Tippett's assessment, as we go back into our Oilers Now audio vault, he says it wasn't as bad as a 3 nothing uh, deficit after one. You know what, there's parts of our first period weren't even that bad, other than we give up two, uh, two on the penalty kill. Third one is a, is a tough one with three seconds left, right? So there was still... There was parts of a game we didn't we didn't mind, but the penalty kill got bit there, and uh, we chased the game, get it back to 3-3, and then give up, a, you know, fail to clear a puck in our own zone, and then take a pen another penalty, and goes off a guy skating in. So that's and the sixth one speaks for itself. So it's one of those games where the thing, the puck block's not going your way, but you grab some things out of that game that actually I thought we did well, but. You can't give up six and make the mistakes we did and expect to win. And your penalty kill was, this was just one yeah. of the games. Yeah, it was one of those games where they didn't give them credit for some execution, but, you know, the, the third one's off a skate. The second one they got, I thought, you know, you're looking for a save on that one, especially at the end of the period. No doubt the Canes got some bounces last night. They also went three for four on the power play. They were also four for five in the faceoff circle with the man advantage. Pretty tough to kill off a penalty if you don't get an opportunity to clear it, if you lose possession right out of the gate. Not that that's the only issue they had last night, but something something to consider at the very least. Uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins spoke last night saying that they need to be a little bit more focused on defending home ice. They only go on the road for a game. Um, Got to establish a road game again, come back, and we have a couple back home. So, uh, uh, I mean, for the most part this year, we've been good at home. Uh, like you said, this... Uh, this one wasn't our best, but uh, we we still battled. Um, we were in there uh, a lot of the games. Um, maybe a couple we weren't, but for the most part we were we hung in there even when we get down. I mean, uh, that's something that we need to, to fix, obviously, our starts. Um, but the way that we battle back is uh, definitely a promising sign. The starts needing to be fixed. Well, that's not new. That's not new at all this season. And I don't know what a team does in order to come out of the gate and and be a little bit more inspired and try not to, you know, surrender those three goals, which was a bit of an outlier, I understand that. But we, we've been in the media discussing the starts to these games for probably the last 15 to 20 games. It's been like that. So what can they do to fire it up? Well, they're going to have to start looking for some answers now because we're starting to maybe see the true colors come out right around the league. 
league, not necessarily just for the Oilers, who, in my opinion, are coming back down to earth here. Uh, but we're starting to see Calgary make up some ground. They're a good team on paper, I'm sorry to tell you. They, they should have been one of the Western Conference contenders coming into this year. And under Jeff Ward, they're now 6-0. and so they're finding their footing. Arizona looks like they're going to be a problem. Vegas is starting to rebound. So as, as things start to shape a little bit more like we had expected preseason-wise, the Oilers are going to have to find different ways to continue to stay afloat where they are. Still tied for first in the Pacific. Let's not rain on that parade. But a lot of that is boosted by that 5-0 and start. After that, they haven't won more than two games in a row since then. Period. Connor McDavid wrapped up the four-game homestand in the post-game media availability. Uh, not good enough. Um, you know, we needed to find a couple of more wins, and um, you know, we didn't. So you know, we need to go out on the road, find a big one in Minnesota, and uh, come back and defend uh, home ice again. And Darnell Nurse says that's the kind of game that they do know how to win. They just have to do it. We want to win those games. I think uh, no, it's easy to look in. Um, in the near past and see that uh, we haven't been able to close those ones out when we fell back but uh, you look back to the beginning of the year we won a lot of those games and that was um, so we know we can do it in here we got to find a way to get back to that um, with that said you don't want to put yourself in a position where you have to do that and that's two games in a row where uh, we start off kind of behind the eight ball and we got to find a way to uh, not be in that position. So there you go. I mean, that that might be the utmost importance for this team moving forward is figuring out how to set a better tone in those kinds of games. Do you remember the game when Zach Cassian came out in the first shift and absolutely lambasted Nathan McKinnon and they went on to put six goals up on the boards? I'm not saying you need to hurt somebody every time. I'm saying that that spark out of the gate probably dictated the rest of how that game went. I'll die on that sword. Let me know what you think. You can text in 780-496-0. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. 063, we'll press pause here on Oilers Now. Back with the big guy, Bob Stoffer. It's Brendan Escott with you. Hi, I'm James Neal from the Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. 1220 at Edmonton. It is Brendan Escott with you on the Wednesday edition of Oilers Now. Oilers on the road to Minnesota this afternoon. They get a date with the Wild looking to avenge the loss from back on October 22nd. A 3-0 shutout loss in a game that a lot of Oilers fans and pundits alike might consider to be their worst of the year to this point. Uh, Certainly up there anyway. We'll get to uh, Brian Lawton coming up after the 12.30 news, but right now we're going to bring in the regular host of the show. It is Bob Stoffer, who sounds like he's on his way to the airport right now. Uh, Bob, we'll start off by just getting you to turn that feedback down a little if you can, and then, I mean, let it rip on last night, a 6-3 loss. They were in it, and then they weren't in a hurry, and it just kind of fell apart. 
Yeah, I think, you know, it's interesting. The first 17 minutes, I don't think the team played that bad. Like, you know, they gave up a, a goal against kind of, I don't know if that was an intentional or set play. Uh, they had some chances. They had a good look in their first power play, two good looks there. And then two uh, undisciplined penalties, both uh, Darnell Nurse and Zach Cassian want to have those plays back at the end of the period. Boom, boom, it's 3 nothing. Then they worked their way back into the game. Brennan, it's amazing to me, and I can think of a couple other situations where teams built up 3 nothing leads. Uh, the home team came back to tie the game. And then that visiting team ended up winning 6-3, and I'm going to go back to Game 5 of the 94 Stanley Cup Final. Rangers had a chance to clinch on home ice. Uh, MSG was rocking. It was 3-0 early, boom, for the Canucks. And then the Rangers tied at 3-3. Messier scored one of those patent goals where he comes down the wing, lifts up the back foot, and zips one home. And, you know, MSG's going nuts. And then the Canucks got three more goals and extended the series, you know, 1-6-3. And, uh, you know, you would remember back in 2017, Edmonton had to work their way back in a game against Anaheim. They're down 3 nothing at home. I was game four at Rogers Place. And McDavid scored an unbelievable game-tying goal, a reverse pivot where he walks Sammy Votnin. The place is going nuts, 3-3. And then Anaheim got three more in 1-6-3, like in last night. You know, give the Oilers credit. They battled back. It was a bizarre night, like two posts in the second period. When's Connor McDavid going to have the puck roll off his stick on a, on a penalty shot? It just doesn't happen. It happened last night. To McDavid's credit, he stayed with it. They got the power play goal to make it 3-2. And then, uh, you know, 3-1 puck battles, including one by, uh, you know, or Cassian in front of a net presence. Uh, he won the battle. Well, Nygaard won a battle to get it behind. So they did good things, and you're thinking they're okay. They're at 3-3, blown assignment, 4-3. Uh, Cassian did not, I personally, game management, that was a game management call, right? Like, to me, that should have been an even-up call. He's got four guys in his grill. Yeah. Yes, he's engaged with the goaltender. I'm sorry, man. That Nine times out of ten, they even that call up in this league. I know the Oilers had gotten a couple of breaks to, to go in the five-on-three uh, and to get the penalty shot. But I thought that was a weak call. And then the goal, uh, you know, Dougie Hamilton decoyed uh, uh, Miko Koskin. Faked like he's going to rim it. Instead, uh, that's the old Brent Severn used to do that back in the day. The former Alberta Golden Bear scored a couple goals that way. So 6-3 game. And I looked at Jack when it was 4-3 and said, this might end up 6-3. It did. It just, it's, it, it happens. You expand all that energy to get back in the game. Edmonton had their chances. They could have easily won the hockey game right now. And uh, that's what's frustrating. Well, and you look at the amount of posts that they hit, and you look at the missed penalty shot, and like you said, they, they had the, their opportunities. You can't blame puck luck, but it certainly wasn't going in their favor. Dave Tippett alluded to that in the post-game media scrum, but what happened to the penalty kill last night? It had been such a strong point, and they give up three. Was it just circumstance? Well, they put the puck in good spots, didn't they? That's the other thing they did on their penalty kill. Like, they scored basically a couple backdoor goals. But I tell you right now, the 3-0 the, the goal, Ryan Zingle doesn't shoot the puck there if it's not at the end of the period. Like, they would have set that play up instead of him shooting it. And so, so anyways, uh, bottom line, you know, the Oilers have got some work to do here, and they got to go, go to Minnesota. Minnesota doesn't have Spurgeon. Um... You know, last night Stahl got hurt. Not sure we're at with Koivu as well. So, 
Uh, he's just coming off injury, so the Oilers have—they uh, got to get going, get going in the right way here, Brendan. Because I know right now there's some nervousness and apprehension with the fan base. Well, and I think a lot of that is stemming, Bob, from the fact that they can't tie more than two wins in a row together, and that's how you're going to get the separation from a from a Pacific Division in particular, which is really starting to get muddied up at the top. You got a couple teams within a few points of each other now, and good teams at that. So, like, what what does this team have to do since the five and zero start, Bob? It's just uh, it's been the inability to, like I said, string them together. Is there a solution to that? They got to be more committed. Uh, I hate saying this because I love high-scoring hockey, but they got to be more committed uh, defensively in terms of five-on-five uh, five five play. Like their special teams, we are going to have a bounce back like that. Like their special teams went from second to seventh after last night's game. Uh, they were due for him. Hey, Brendan, uh, I'm going to roll here. Okay. Have a great show. Say hi to Dave and uh, get after it, okay? All right, appreciate the time, Bob. Safe travels. There you go. That's, uh, that is Bob Stoffer checking in on his way to the Edmonton International Airport where the team will embark on a quick one-game uh, pit stop in Minnesota. Then they're back, and it doesn't really get any easier for them in this next stretch as we look Toronto on Saturday. Then they're on the road for uh, a pair, Dallas and St. Louis. Neither one of those going to be an easy contest. And then you get Pittsburgh and Montreal back at Rogers Place uh, on the following weekend. So this next stretch of five games, man, it's it's they they're going to have to button this down and they're going to have to do it quick. Uh, part of this to me is not part of it. I mean, like a huge part of it. Where is the five on five production from this team? The power play is good, but as I said before, you can't ride that through an eighty-two game season. They've tried playing Connor and Leon together. Well, that worked magnificently for a stretch, and now it seems as though other teams have started to figure that out. So you play them apart. Well, now Leon's production is sort of absent. Not to rag on him, not to say that he's the focal point of the problem, but he's been, he's been a pretty significant minus. I think he's minus 12 in the last 10 games, I heard, last night, so... There's a lot of room for improvement here, but the ways that they were finding to win games earlier in this season, they're evading the Oilers. And we're starting to see the reversion back to those close games being losses, simply put. We'll check in with David Staples at 105, somebody who's been working on uh, a piece just revolving some of the slumps. Oscar Kleffbaum in a bit of a slump of his own. Um, how badly is this team missing Matt Benning? Well, maybe we're finding out right before our very eyes. I like Caleb Jones a lot. I like Joel Pearson too in the right situation. But Matt Benning was having a pretty darn good season in my opinion. And I think they're missing him a little on that back end right now. Coming up after the 12.30 news, we'll hear from Brian Lawton. And we'll get his thoughts on both the Oilers and some other headlines from around the NHL, of which there are many lately and not many of them shining a great light on this sport that you and I love so much. We'll figure out what's going on with him. Right now, we're off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.